Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Perry, to boat around and out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. Uh, Captain Rusty is at the uh, Savannah Boat Show. And then we have Mike the Mariner, who's out on the water today and just can't really, uh, he can't do- join us because he doesn't have good cell signal, but he has a good excuse because he's out there enjoying his new vessel. So we'll give him a pass. That's fair, right, crew? Barry? Absolutely. Okay. Patrick? Uh no, this no, is kind I of figured. this is okay. this is kind of like a boater IQ test because it shows which people that are involved with this show mm-hmm. are the smartest. It's okay. not the ones that are taking part in the show right now. That's ah, true. I was gonna say, wait a minute, where is he going with this one? Okay. It, it's the it's the ones that are up in Savannah out on a beautiful body of water there at a boat show, and Mike, who is enjoying his new Super mini yacht, All as right. he likes to call it. So you're calling Mike a boating genius and the rest of us? Uh, that Okay, three yeah. words that you will never hear in any type of combination uh, when I'm talking about Mike hmm. would be Mike boating genius, genius, really? Mike boating, any of that. No, no. Really? You, you, you're talking smack now against Mike the Mariner? No, you asked me a question and I merely answered it. Huh. Okay. Well, you don't think he's a boating genius. So, uh, on this week's show, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's more okay. He's smarter than the rest of us, which maybe is not well, saying he is, much. He is smarter than the average bear. Okay, so, it we'll, is we'll beautiful out there. It right. is. It is here in South Florida. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And all we can see is uh, Barry the boaters. A virtual background today on Facebook Live and YouTube and stuff. So. Yeah, I worked very hard building this thing. He did. So we it's, can't really see what it looks like outside, but we can see at least a virtual representation of what he would, you know, what he'd rather be doing right now. I guess. Well, that that's his boat. Yeah, that's that, oh, that's right. Oh, I didn't even so, realize so that. So for oh, so for go. our okay. longtime listeners, or maybe if you're new to the program, um, and as we have talked over the, uh, God, what. 20 years or so about Barry's boat. Uh, surprising about how many times Greg has thrown up on it. Um, that oh, no, is no, no, what no. never happened. What Barry, never what, happened. That no. is what Barry's boat looks like. No, he tosses it over the side. And it's nice that you got that triumph logo to replace, uh, the hefty bag logo. <laughs> <laughs> I just tie it. Anytime he comes on the boat, I just tie it to the side. <laughs> I have, I have cleats, especially for Greg. Yeah. He has a hose and, uh, yeah. you know, with a high squirter thing on the end of it. And, you know, that's just what he uses. He squirts me down and any other I, remnants. Too much of information. Bodily um, fluids yeah, that I've left my. on surprise. Yeah. Listen, gang, we need to get back to something we were talking about on last week's show, and uh, we're going to do a quick recap for, again, if somebody's just joining us, uh, and for those of you who did listen to last week's show or happen to catch it on podcast, um, Barry came upon a barn find of a boat. Oh, okay. A barn find? A barn find of a boat. This is the Anna Capri, 
And this past week, the uh, news team with Juan and Two mm-hmm. posted pictures of it on the World of Boating Facebook page, which Barry refuses to look at because Barry is anti-technology, <laughs> which is right. why he rides around in a recycled plastic boat. So <laughs> it's not recycled. Yeah. That was virgin plastic. <laughs> virgin milk cartons. <laughs> yes, so right. the okay. the discussion that we were the, the path we were heading down was in taking on a project if Barry um, had may still decide to take on this boat, what are the potential pitfalls in, in taking on something like this? And there I were saw a lot of them. <laughs> there, well, yeah, you're not you're lo- you're not looking below the dirt. He's not uh, I was looking the through the holes in the yeah. uh, in the hull. It, it wasn't well. a hole. It was a scratch in the paint or the gel coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and unless you see raw fiberglass, you're you're okay. Uh, if you see raw fiberglass, I think fiberglass, I saw raw okay. fiberglass. No. Come on, Barry. Nope. Here's the thing. Here, yeah. If if it's so deep that you see daylight, hey, you got a problem. Yeah. But you know, other than that, it's it's certainly repairable. I mean, uh, not recommending it by any stretch of the imagination but i know there's enough people out there they'll just go and slap some marine text on it and call it a day <laughs> um, jb weld the hole together yeah. I mean, a good thing with your boat surprise is you just need to melt some candle wax and i have i have you're, a, you're back you're ready to go I'll, uh, during during the break i will get the tool i use to remelt my boat with and you'll see it in fact your your boat qualifies as a distress signal uh, because you can just put the wick in the uh, very front of the bow, light it, and it'll be a slow burn to alert the Coast Guard to where your location is. I don't we think there'll have to be any burning necessary. <laughs> as soon as they see it, they'll go, holy crap, Call Boat U.S. Just have well, nearby. Yeah, yes. right. yeah, people fleeing Cuba see that boat, and they go, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen what they come over in? I know. They plastic, yeah. Pla- plastic boats, plastic milk cartons tied together. Well, you're not really selling it right now, there, Patrick. If you're saying <laughs> no, that, though, talking about talking about Barry's boat, it's Triumph. No, uh, surprise, it's not in business anymore. So I have a unique boat. Yeah. So um, <laughs> here, here's the thing with with the uh, Anna Capri. So Barry, a recap. This was a boat you found uh, for Jerry the diver guy, mm-hmm. uh, and this boat. Potentially, she was willing to let you take it for no money. She wanted to give it to me, and she kept telling me it was thirty feet long. And I said, "I can't even put it anywhere." Yeah. And then I went there and looked at it, and I said, "That's not a thirty foot boat." I measured it out; it's about twenty three feet. Right. But and, still, and Jerry even said it was too crappy. <laughs> no, and it, his standards are really, really low. Let's be it's, clear: it's not <laughs> crappy. It, it's it's got its challenges. Which gets us to, <laughs> let's say that Barry was able to get this boat for free. Right. Okay? First thing, first challenge, getting it moved. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it's on a trailer that hadn't been moved in 10 years. Uh, 20, 25 years. Okay. Let's, so, say, let's say 20 years. So let's, let's say it needed some air in the tires at the no, bare no, minimum. So, no, going to be serious. So, yeah. you know, at a minimum, uh, what, Barry, bearings new tires, um, and uh, go through, make sure your lights work. I, I would actually put on new, I would pull the rims off, put on new tires. I would spin the hubs and see if they spin. I would inject some grease into the Zerk <laughs> and see what happens. 
Hmm. <laughs> trailer goes, no thanks. Well, I mean, look, the worst that'll happen is the bearings will have a little flat spot on them. Right. <laughs> a little. Okay. So now you're able to move the boat. Right. It won't fit in your garage. Oh, and, no. and it can't be stored in your yard. No. I have a HOA. Well, okay, if you want so, to piss off the HOA, you could, I guess. So, I cannot afford the. Well, actually, you know, the daily fees, the daily fines might be cheaper than finding a place to stow it. Right. Well, if you really want to upset an HOA, just, uh, <laughs> you know, build a radio studio in your back of your house Shh, and quiet. have random people pulling they, up. They don't know that it's there. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's nothing uh, antenna. Yeah, though no, there is. There's a giant antenna. It's yeah. WKRP. Okay. Oh, um, okay. Moving on. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, let's say you, now. Okay. So now, we, you, now you have to either find a buddy or a friend that will let you keep it at their house. Sucker, I think, is what or, you're looking or, for. Or their place of business. Mm-hmm. Or you have to rent a place to store the boat. Now, that's where the expenses start. Okay. So now that's where, So let's say you take the gamble and it's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to give this a year to get this boat to a, to a condition where I can either use it or I can tur- flip it and sell it. Right. <sighs> <laughs> the heavy sigh. The, well, because the next challenge, again, assuming that the structure, your longitudinal stringers, your transverse bulkheads, uh, the floor, which that looked like it was a uh, fiberglass floor, uh, non-skid. Yeah. I so you have a, so you have a liner. Uh, well, it looked like a finished area around the engine well there. So that's 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 what it appeared to be, which is which is a saving grace. But assuming that there's no soft spots in that floor, assuming that the structure underneath is good and solid. Your biggest challenge, the way that I saw it, is what do you do with the engine and the drive? Do you opt to pull it, rebuild the engine, rebuild the drive, rebuild the transom assembly? Because that was one of those really big transom cutouts that that, that thing got. It wasn't kind of the standard what you find now with the uh, Mercruiser and with the Volvo Penta. Or do you patch the transom and repower it with a newer generation IO engine and drive. Well, or, wait, wouldn't you uh, at least pour some gas and oil into it and just see if the thing even turns over first? <laughs> sure, well, you can what, do that what you, and what and, you, and, you, and waste and waste $15 on gas and oil. No, 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 no. <laughs> what you what you could do is actually if you could pull the spark plugs and uh, you know, make sure there's oil in it and then, you know, put a battery on it and see if it'll at least crank. See if it's froze up. If it ain't froze up, see if it cranks. You never and know. Does, see? Then put a uh, compression gauge on it. And, and if it does turn over and run, well, that just opens up a bigger can of worms. More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. We're going to hop on a boat and we're going to get out on the ocean. I mean, that's the only place we can be sure there's no radioactive schniz. Feels right. It's our only move. Does anyone know how to drive a boat? Don't let me mix you up a redneck margarita. You know the one just straight tequila. Good Lord, all aboard. Come on, jump on the booze cruise. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, buried a boat around and out the crew as we uh, navigate the latest boating news and information and dive deeper into buying a boat fixer-upper for Jerry the Diver Guy, who I have a feeling if he does get a boat, it, there's going to be a ton of booze cruises involved. I, I just know him too well. And, uh, you know, he, he'll uh, operate his vessel accordingly, but the friends around him, if they're, if he hadn't handed over the keys to them, uh, there's going to be a few of those. I'm just guessing. Are you with me on this, Barry? You know Jerry. You know oh, yeah. Barry, Jerry. There's only one letter different, so they're kind of one in the same. Uh, two letters. <laughs> spell Jerry and spell Barry. Well, it's in Greg speak, it's Jerry. Yeah. Jerry. Yeah. Jerry the diver guy. Jerry the diver guy. <laughs> Jerry and Barry. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. I'd make a great ice cream. Nah. Jerry and Barry's. <laughs> That'll never work. Never uh, Okay. (laughs) All right. So, uh, you know, we're talking about this boat, whether you try to turn it over. And if it did turn over, uh, I don't know. That might be worse than just figuring you're going to replace it out of the box. What do you think? Well, you were talking about the engine. And there's some things there that, you know, yeah, you could pull the plugs. You could actually, if you're going to go so far as do that, dump some miracle oil down, um, crank it over by hand, um, you know, spin it. Miracle oil. Is that an offshoot of Miracle Grow? What is that? Yeah. Marvel Mystery Oil? Yeah. 
Yeah. Is that what you're talking? No. What do, what do you mean? Yeah. It's called Marvel Mystery Oil. Go to yeah. the parts store and ask for it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When I've had to recover boats that have uh, sunk, um, that's like item number one that you want to have on hand as soon as that boat comes up out of the water. Really? You want, so yeah, it's you Marvel want, Mystery Oil. Yeah. Because you want to you want to pull the plugs and dump that oil in. Mm-hmm. Um, Why is it a mystery? I'm involved. I, I didn't it's, know about. It's this. all about branding, Greg. Yeah. It's, it's like why is scuba radio scuba radio when you talk about planes? Yeah, you know hmm. it's <laughs> it's a mystery. Okay, <laughs> it is a mystery. It's so been around forever. It, you, let's you know rebuilding a marine engine not the hardest thing in the world, but you're looking at availability of parts. Right. Your your challenge, I think, would come down to the transom assembly and the drive, and that if you're looking going forward and keeping that boat, the availability of those parts. Uh, to maintain that personally, if I was going to do it, and if I had a facility that I could keep the boat at, fortunately here in Orlando, I could actually keep it here at my house. Not a big deal. Uh, uh, but oh well, but, hey, uh, you know Jerry, <laughs> the diver guy. But, I'm sure he'd work a deal with you, Patrick. <laughs> uh, Jerry could haul that thing up to the mountains of West Virginia, and it would just wind up being somebody's house. But um, why would he do that if he can just take it over to your place and pay you off in moonshine? I mean, spring water. Because I don't wink, like wink. Jerry. Because I don't like Jerry. <laughs> That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah. After after that horrible impersonation he did of me during the Christmas play. Um, yeah. That I blocked that out years ago. I yeah, I, know me, I tried. Yeah. So I, I would have myself set up prior to even taking this on. What am I going to do with the engine and have to research parts if I'm going to rebuild it? Or if I'm going to repower, have all that laid up, you know, ready to go. Mm-hmm. So. Because that's, you know, pulling, you're going to wind up pulling everything apart probably anyway. And if you do, let's go ahead, patch the transom and then get an Armstrong plate on the back and, uh, you know, mount a uh, 200, 250, uh, maybe a 300 horse on the back of that. And um, so change the inboard to an outboard. I I would be, look, that type of boat, because again, it's got a, a cockpit liner that looks like it's integrated. That's a, if you're going to use, especially down where Barry's at, um, that is a, would make an excellent dive boat and or fish boat. Um, it's, it's really kind of the best of both other than not having a, uh, dive door on it. But with the outboard on the back, you could have two little swim platforms off right. of either side. Um, uh, and then have ease. a ladder to go over yep. the uh, transom. You know, and then you're then you're down to you know what do I do with the cabin? Again, that all looked like it was a fiberglass liner up in the cabin. So you know you're redoing some cushions, maybe redoing a headliner. Not a big deal. Then you're getting down to the helm and converting that over because if you're doing a new outboard engine, you're probably going with uh, you're definitely going to wind up going with hydraulic assist steering for something like that. So redoing, do you have enough room under that helm for that unit? Well. Uh, is if that's fly by wire, isn't all that stuff in the back, and you just have the electronics up front? Mm, no, you're still going to have. Uh, it'll still wind up being hydraulic, so you're going to have your hydraulic lines. Oh, you um, going, and then it's electric assist at the back. That's eventually. You didn't hear this from me. You're right, but it's possible that a engine, outboard engine manufacturer that may sound like Mamaha um, may <laughs> wind up uh, are very very close to eliminating hydraulic lines altogether. Using an electric motor to turn and, and just and just doing all fly by wire and yeah. we're, already, we're already seeing that 
through there because what they want is they want to eliminate the hydraulic lines because of you know they say the the, the fuss and the mess that you can encounter and stuff like that and if you've ever had to set one of those systems up go out on the water and bleed the system unless you have a power bleeder um, you know you're hanging a bottle up and you got your line running down to your fill spout and you're taking it out in the water and you're turning hard to port hard to starboard hard to port hard to starboard working all the air out of the system and then anytime you know you get a leak or anything like that you got to go kind of back through that again unless you have a power bleeder then you're really kind of set up so really if you were taking this on your huge expenses storage and what are you doing for engine power Right. Everything mm. after that is kind of easy, I would think. Well, back up just a little bit there, uh, Barry, and tell us about the engine. What did you see when you actually went and uh, saw this vessel? Actually, the engine's pretty clean, but again, um, I like the idea of putting an outboard on there and yeah. putting it on a um, But what bracket. was it? What, could you tell what how much horsepower it had or anything? Or it, what? it says it's an OMC 235, and I'm assuming it's, uh, it's a Ford, as we already discussed, so... Uh, I have no idea. I'd have to do some more research on it. 235 horsepower, whatever. The, but the point is, is that you can put a single outboard on there on a bracket. And as Patrick said, if you were to put dive ladders on each side of the bracket and then have yeah. something to go over the transom, not only do you not have essentially weight coming up the back of the boat, you know, because the transom's so tall, so it's a nice secure boat, but um, with a motor, I think it would work out good. And then that whole empty space, could that become a bigger fuel tank? Uh, where the engine is? Yeah. I, I, you could increase, you could, but you have to be very, very careful in doing that. More more likely, what, you, what you've just gained is an, a place for storage. Could be, yeah. Okay, because... A water tank and have a wash down there or something like that. You could, live bait yeah. well. Yeah. If you were going to use it for fishing, fishing, you know, you could you could convert it for something like that. Store could, all the underwater treasure that you plan to find on your scuba dives. Uh, you know, all the uh, the plunder, the pirate treasure that I, I know Jerry, the diver guy, wants to get with his vessel uh, in between just staying on it and passing out and stuff in between parties. All right, coming up on the World of Boating. Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater. All right, so uh, it's a boat fixer-upper that we have found. We Should we even call this, uh, give it a name, or did it have a name, Barry, this boat that you found for Jerry the Diver Guy? What do you diamond think? In the, diamond in the Rough. Okay, Diamond in the Rough, that is what you're calling it. That Barry just dubbed it that, but it didn't have a name on it that you saw. Yeah, it does have a name. Well, what was it? Do you want to say uh, or Missy, no? Miss, yeah, Missy G, I think it was. Yeah, that's bad know. luck to rename a boat like that. Missy G, yeah, it's named after the uh, owner's wife. Okay, Missy G, but you want to call it the diamond, diamond in the rough. So we'll see if that uh, if that holds. If you didn't haven't already jinxed it, you probably already jinxed it right there. How dare you? Anyway, see, there, there, yeah, there there are people that would I think that have shops or something if they someone had a marine shop that they could stow this in and then when they had when their mechanics don't have anything to do there's got to be times when there's nothing to do right and, and they, they want to get out their guns and, and oh, have yeah. target practice this yeah, is the perfect uh 
What? In, no. In the, in the marine in the marine industry, they have nothing but time at marine repair shops. Oh, okay. Yeah, nothing's ever going on. Nothing's never. Ever. <laughs> um, here and and Barry, you bring up a, a valid point in that you know when you check out some of these uh, barn find videos, like on YouTube, mm. I always look at the ones for the Mustangs because having had. Uh, two in my lifetime, a 71 and then a 73 Mach 1. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, yeah Ram Air Hood, rear mm-hmm. spoiler, front chin spoiler. I mean, uh, it was that car was just so awesome. Uh, that the people who wind up taking these projects on own Mustang restoration shops. Right. Or they have a car dealer shop. You know, some something along those lines to where... Yeah, they've got the staff, they've got access to the parts, they know people uh, within that community, whether it's a Camaro, whether it's a Mustang, uh, whatever it may be, that classic car where they know exactly what they're doing, how to take it all apart, how to do a frame-off restoration, you know, and then are they keeping it for their collection or are they going to turn around and take it to like a Meekum auction or something like that and sell it? Right. That would be ideal, but I think in this case what we're talking about is a uh, boat that uh, Jerry the Diver guy is going to you know, compare notes with his friend over at the junkyard and say, hey, can you put this on that? And see what the hell happens. And uh, where it floats or not is, is 50-50. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Turn to Night Boat, the crime-solving boat. Faster, Night Boat. You've got to catch those starfish poachers. You don't have to yell, Michael. I'm all around you. Oh, no, the headed Valayan. We'll never catch him now. Incorrect. Look, a canal. Oh, Night Boat, go! Oh, every week there's a canal. Or an inlet. Or a fjord. Quiet! I will not hear another word against the boat. I was young, I was dry, but to sail I would go. One hour on the water, I was soaked down below. Though I tried, I couldn't hide from my mother's piercing view. But all she would say was, a big boy like you. Wet before, wet before, wet behind, wet behind. We're the members of the Wet Pants Club. Get a little pissed Wet before, wet before, wet behind, wet behind. We're the members of the Wet Pants Club. This is the World of Boating. I am Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, and Barry the Boater rounding out the crew. Jerry the Diver Guy on the hunt for a boat, a fixer-upper, so to speak. Yeah, and, this uh, isn't the boat, by the way. And, and no. by the way, he, he belonged to the Wet Pants Club without even getting on a vessel. And I don't even just, want to go any deeper than that, but I, I just know that is a fact. Uh, the but, fact that you know it is a fact is scary. Well, I, yeah. you've seen him, and you've seen, yeah. you've seen his drawers at times. <laughs> so just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, okay, so this okay, so, this boat yeah. that the, uh, we the, found. The Anna, the Anna yeah. Capri. The Anna Capri yeah. vessel. So uh, if you haven't uh, checked out World of Boating on Facebook, do so, and you'll find pictures that were posted last week uh, that uh, Barry supplied to the uh, World of Boating news team. They were so kind as to uh, put those on there. So if you want to see 
what it is that we have spent the last uh, 20 minutes chattering about before we move on to real news. Um, <laughs> check out our, our check out our show on Facebook, like us, and uh, also worldofboating.com. And if you've been one of those longtime listeners, we appreciate your patronage. And uh, please check out our sponsors as well, because this is a live radio show, even though a lot of you we know listen to it as a podcast. But our sponsors are what keeps us on air. We're yes. alive. So we blame are. them. Oh. Yeah, uh. it's, so with, with this boat, um, as we kind of wrap this up, um, you know, talking about that engine, Barry, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is, it, you know, it, the engine really doesn't have any value. Nobody's going to want to restore it and display it as a, a version of, and hey, look at what we used to put in, you know, these boats it, and I think that's again your your bigger expense is going to be what do you do you know if you were going to keep it repower it you yeah. know and I would go outboard if you were looking at flipping it well you know you want to make sure that it's all all everything and again before you even get in to start tearing it down are parts readily available not only for the engine but for the transom assembly and the drive transom seals uh, uh, bellows um, you know gimbal bearing assemblies, you know, all those things that the deeper you go in, especially for something that sat for 20 years, mm-hmm. um, you know, one thing is going to lead to another is going to lead to another is going to lead to another. And then you wind up, you know what? I could have just repowered this thing and been, been whole. Well, I, I would go with repowering and maybe uh, your friends at uh, Mercury would want to take on a project. <laughs> I'm, I'm not asking, you know, I'm just wanting, I would love to see this thing. And not restored to original because I think that would, as you said, that engine is. Eh. But the outdrive, I, I've heard, if that has electric shift, that has issues of its own. Um, but to restore it and put a nice outboard on it, and uh, again, I think it has good bones. I, I think it. Oh yeah, hull. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a nice hull. It's 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 definitely built for the waters down there, especially coming in and out of an inlet on a fairly. Decent day, you know. Well, you say the water's check. down there. Down where? What do you mean? Down in down South there. Florida? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Just so it we're could clear. Be a, a, what do they call it? A fjord? A fjord? Yeah, but I mean the, the fact. No, that a you canal. Can, the, the, you <laughs> know, when, when when you can go out, you know, um, a few miles, and you can still see the bottom, you know, uh, of the water that you're on. That's a cool thing, you know, versus up here off of uh, Port Canaveral where <laughs> you, you go 100 feet off. Well, is it a cool thing not... or are you just saying you wouldn't want to go out in deeper water in this POS? No, it's a, it's a cool thing. So, I mean, the, a boat oh, like okay. that, which you can right. set up for diving, you know, and if you were going to set up for diving, you know, Barry, to your point, that engine compartment, dive compressor. Yeah. You know, uh, a, a tank storage, mm-hmm. uh, gear, all that. You could have a nice motor box kind of cover built for that. That when you open it up, you've got access to all that stuff, um, and it's not all thrown in the cabin. Mm-hmm. And then you've got plenty of seating, you know, because again, a nice long cockpit, pretty well unencumbered, nice gunnel padding on the side, and kind of a bare bones uh, stripped down. And then bringing that hull back to life for something that's sat inside for for quite a number of years, doing something like the Meguiar's uh, oxidation remover, um, probably bring that back to life pretty quick. Yeah, the stainless looked actually looked good on it. I mean, it was dirty, but it, I think if you rubbed it off, it would come out really bright. Yeah, Metal Wax is awesome for that, by the mm-hmm. way. And that's not an endorsement because they're not a sponsor, but Metal Wax is, I, I use that quite often 
um, to restore and to eliminate rust and stuff like that on stainless. Because as we all know, uh, those of us uh, in our listening audience and who take part in this show other than Greg realize that stainless (laughs) is not rust proof. Uh, stainless does not mean it won't rust. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it Especially does around the welds. The welds seem to uh, cause the problem the most. Yeah. So I w- did want to get on to some uh, other stories. Uh, as well, we just kinda, so we're clear, I just want to uh, bring it home, Patrick. R- for, for, no, no. For the final yeah. thing for you, would, yeah. you, would you take on the, a project like this ever uh, if you had the time? If you had the time. If I had the time, because Barry and I were talking about that during the break, and yeah. really, you know, I... I have a place that I could utilize to work on it, but it'd have to be on the weekends. And, you know, with my schedule such as it is right now, when would I ever find time on the weekend to go work on it? Which brings us back to somebody who has a business, uh, somebody like my friend Rob Gina up at Boat Wrench, where mm-hmm. he's got a facility. It's not going to cost him anything for storage. He's got access to parts. He's got access to uh, well, used outboards, new that. outboards. Yeah. Uh, Tell him he's like got that. a deal for you. We got a deal for him, I guess. Yeah. You know, well, the, it, uh, the idea would be is it would be a great project boat to work on, take pictures of it, post it up there as it changes life. Hmm. Yeah. It, I, th- I think it, it's, it's an interesting find, um, but for Jerry, it's a no-go. Okay. Yeah. Patrick, Jerry, maybe... Jerry, no way. Got it. No, he wants it. He wants something to sleep on. It's not enough. Yeah, he wants. Oh, he can remember, sleep we, on we, that. He can well, sleep no, on it. Talk, we we talked I, about what he wants. He wants a generator. He wants air conditioning. Yeah. Uh, he wants all. He wants the boat that Mike just bought. Mm-hmm. True. For, yeah. For, and for I think he did. Yeah, he did make a comment <laughs> that uh, he'd probably be more comfortable in a cardboard box. So maybe. Yeah. He. he, you, he you see really that fan. boat in my background? I've slept on that boat. So okay, you could sleep anywhere by choice, or you were sent there as like no, a floating doghouse. Columbus Day Regatta, you know that place. Uh huh. Well, listen, oh. I've I've slept on boats in uh, rest areas, truck stops, because pulling oversized loads coming out of a boat show or something like that, and we have to be off the road by X time, and we didn't make where we were, so pull off, and then it's like, okay, who's staying with the boat? Because we're not leaving it unattended no. at a truck stop or at a rest area. So I always tended to, uh, I'll just say I volunteered. I'd send the guy, I'd send my crew off to a hotel to get a good night's sleep, and I'd just sleep in the cockpit of the boat and uh, just be on the, 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 uh, be on the lookout for anybody wanting to climb in because that never happens where people climb into stuff and steal stuff at uh, truck stops or uh, rest no, areas never, huh. on boats. Weird. Really, really important news. Okay. Uh, wow. Well. Uh, this week, um, that as of April 1st, 2021 fool's day, the United States coast guard, this is not an April fools. Hmm. Uh, the United States coast guard announced that as of April 1st, 2021, some boat owners will have, will have to be physically tied to an engine cutoff switch. Oh, <laughs> the new law applies to operators of recreational vessels less than 26 feet in length who will now be required to use an engine cutoff switch and associated engine cutoff switch link. Where Where is this national or state? The United States Coast Guard. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now, this is kind of like using your seatbelt, you know. By law, you're supposed to use your seatbelt, and we know there's people out there who don't. Uh, for whatever reason, um, and we know that there's. I, I again, I've talked about this in, in on previous shows. 
where I've gotten into boats that have been in service, whether it's for six months or five years, and that kill switch is still tied up with a twisty tie, has, <laughs> has, has never been hooked up to anything. Uh, so it kind of gets down to, is it, what's the point of having an unenforceable rule, regulation, or law? Well, why it, is it, it is unenforceable? Large, it, why would well, it? It, because how are you going to know? When they when they pull you over, yeah, to, to well, do absolutely, the yeah, they that's do when that you get a seatbelt ticket. But that, but see, on a boat where that kill switch is, which is on if you're on a kind of what we would consider a a starboard side drive uh, helm boat, you're going to reach over to that kill switch cord if you're if you're aware of the regulation, and you're going to hook it to your pants real quick. I mean, how are they going to know? Or they pull up and you unhook it. Oh, you're not hooked up. No, I unhooked as soon as you came up. Yeah, prove it. Yeah, that's it. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook the evolution of protection successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast the word ship is hidden inside the word leadership as its derivation so If this office is, in fact, a ship, as its leader, I am the captain. But we're all in the same boat. Aye, aye, captain. Captain, please, can you see my fire? Message in a bottle, 
Uh, you know, when you get into the differences between in this issue, in this instance, the USCG, who who would take precedence, or the NTSB, which we kind of got into with the uh, Conception uh, dive boat fire. Um, you know, the USCG seems to be a little bit behind the times versus NTSB recommendations, but you know they take precedence, so they can't. You know, they they kind of brush off the NTSB stuff and we're just going to do it our way but um there is more of course on the world of boating facebook page and the world of boating dot com website where you can find this story um and if we're being honest there most people out there do not use them probably unless they're on a jet ski um but it is a good practice that you you should start doing and if you don't like being attached uh, with a cord, um, they even mentioned the electronic fobs that we had talked about uh, mm-hmm. quite a few weeks ago, which would really be kind of the way that I would do it. Uh, but then again, you have to be aware that if you get up away from the helm, you know, while they even if you're in neutral, you know, uh, and you're sitting there, the engine's going to die. And if you forget that you've got the fob on, you're going, oh, the engine's died. I got to call Seto or Boat Tow <laughs> US or call Patrick at the at the factory. And and uh, believe it or not. It's one of the first questions we ask when we get, kind of, I'm out in my boat and the engine won't start. Mm-hmm. Where's the kill switch? Is the cord attached to your pants? You know, uh, and uh, not a, not not embarrassed to say that there are owners out there. It's like, oh, thank you. Got it. You I know. know. I uh, think the appropriate uh, uh, quote is, no. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, um, this is something to be aware of. And as I said, it's, it's <clears throat> to Barry's point when we were talking during the break. Um, if there was an accident, um, yes. that resulted in, uh, damage, injury, God forbid, death. Because of a runaway can, boat. And it could right, be proven, yeah. and it could be proven that the owner, operate the operator of the boat, not the owner necessarily, but the person who was at control of the, the, the helm wasn't wearing a kill switch. Mm-hmm. Would that open them up to, uh, criminal and or civil, well, civil certainly that don't need much for that. But would it, would it open them up to criminal charges? And if so, what? You know, um, you know, you, you certainly, you know, manslaughter, uh, you know, uh, negligent homicide. I don't know, but be aware that if your boat has it, you're 26 feet and under, and if your boat has come comes with a kill switch, just wear it. It, it just. Do yourself a favor, uh, the people that are on your boat, the other people that are out on the water in other boats, uh, because runaway boats, um, of course, there's always a danger to other people that are out on the water and other vessels, but more likely there's a bigger danger to the person who may have fallen overboard. Um, and as that boat, especially in a single engine application, uh, right hand prop, the boat is going to turn to starboard on its own and it's going to go in this uh, circle. 
and it's going to come right for you. Depending on how the throttles are set up. Mine tend to slow it down, but still, it'll still move. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's just a good practice to get into. So do yourself a favor, your family a favor, your loved ones and other people out on the water, and just um, wear it. Um, Greg, as we come up to the end of the show, um, you years ago, you appeared in this, was it a, was it a DEMA video for uh, uh, dive, diving safety? The one where you threw up on cue. Ah, that was oh, for a yeah. organization called Divers oh. Alert Network. A safety. Okay, so that was for Dan. Safety. Yeah, my mm-hmm. my apologies. I got I got the two mixed up. Yeah, well that's um, fine. But um, it was it an appears- award. It was an Oscar, uh, you know, uh, worthy performance. Even though I didn't yeah, get Oscar one. the Grouch. Uh, yeah. Quiet, well, it know. it appears that the uh, your lump of vomit has washed up in uh, Thailand. What are they selling it on eBay as a souvenir uh, or something? Or no, a uh, oh. a Thai woman finds a lump of vomit worth. Uh, I can't convert. Oh, that, that was currency. the whale. That was the whale yeah. up, Chuck. Yeah. I saw yeah. that story. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, that uh, that stuff is really, really valuable. And yeah, why people- we don't know. <laughs> because they they use it in perfumes and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, whale vomit smells delicious. It just smells I- awesome. Look, what are you I- wearing? I- whale vomit. We could bottle, oh, we could bottle up Greg's vomit for that. I I I don't uh, I don't. Uh, profess to know, know enough this. about it, but that's that's ambergris, um, mm-hmm. and it is uh, highly valued by perfumer perfumers as a fixative that allows the scents that they create to last a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So very very valuable. So Greg, so what um, what you're saying is uh, whale puke has a certain stench that you just can't get rid of, and I, therefore I get, makes it. Uh, more well, valuable. Once, once they break it down, uh, whatever. Uh, you can't get process, it off. Once uh, you get it on there, it's never coming off. You're going to smell like that for life. Now. <laughs> oh, golly. So, way, uh, way, way to really end on a high note there, Patrick, well, but whatever. When we're talking about uh, vomit and Greg, they kind of tie together. Okay. And it is an excellent way to end the show. All right. That's true. We'll go it with brings that. brings back memories of just not too long ago. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I blocked out. All right. Yeah. And on that note, we'll wrap it up till next time. Remember, there is no. Or it's always. Uh, well, I don't know. See, I threw up a little in my mouth right there. Uh, that'll have to be how we end it. A barnacle bitten swab. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments, feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.